Shut up and sit down. Live from the Denver Press Club presents the topic of conversation with your host, Rob Scoggins. I'm Rob Scoggins, your host, and this is the topic of conversation. And we record live right here at the Denver Press Club every Wednesday night. So if you're ever in town in Denver, Colorado, come down and see us. Uh, look on the Denver Press, uh, DenverPressClub.org and find out what's the topic of conversation coming up next. Okay, well, tonight is a night that I've been looking very, very forward to. Um, he had an incredible book signing here at the Press Club about a month ago, and it went very, very well. He has sold uh, books uh, all over the state, and now he's on Amazon.com, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, but he has, he's a bartender. He's a, he, and he cooks, and he's a, a, he's, a, he's a culinary guy. He's a wine guy. He is from a New York guy, New Jersey guy. He's an incredible dude who has gone over, all over the world, and now he has ended up uh, for the past, and we'll find out how many years, in Frisco, Colorado. And his name's Johnny Welsh, and he wrote this great book called Weed Galizet in Colorado, The True Tales from the High Country by Johnny Welsh. It's, on, uh, it's in bookstores right now locally, and it's on Amazon.com right now. So welcome to the show, Johnny Welsh. Thank you, Rob. You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating, your story, um, and this is the story that, uh, that happened here. Tell us, um, uh, let's start off with just the title real quick, because it's a lot of fun. Weedalize it? It's called Weedgalized. 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 Weed. Yeah, stoners love to say it. Weedgalized weed in Colorado. Got it. It's about as hard as saying Hickenlooper. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah, uh, the guy, uh, the guy who helped us sign it into law, right? Yeah, he's our governor here, folks. If you're just, if you didn't know who, who Hickenlooper was, but is it, is it a catchphrase? I mean, I mean, because obviously the famous song by Bob Marley, uh, legalize it. Legalize it. Yeah, um, is that Bob Marley? Am I getting it right, or is this another, another, another? Legalize yeah, be, it. I don't know. Yeah, RUB40. I don't know. Peter Tosh or Bob Marley. They, they both have the same. They both have kind the same kind of, kind of song, yes. cover song. Um, but it's a, a wonderful story, and, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But let's, let's meet you first. Who, who, who's Johnny Welsh? I know you're, you're not from these parts of the world like I am, and uh, tell us you know, where, you, where you're from and all that good stuff. Well, I grew up in New Jersey. I was born in Atlantic City, and I escaped there about 18 years ago and came into the mountains in the high country. I've been living in the mountains ever since, safe and sound. Did you bring any family with you? Or just said, you, know, my, you my, put, put, put everything on your donkey and... Came on out. It felt like I had a donkey, actually. Yeah. My brother was actually out in Leadville, Colorado. He was building houses and kept on bugging me to come on out. He said, come on out here. Come on out. I have work for you. I have work. I have a job. And I had just gotten back from my journey in Italy when mm -hmm. I was working over there. And I graduated school, came back to America, and uh, didn't have much going on. A couple bands I was playing in. So I just packed my car, and I kept on driving until I saw mountains. <laughs> Seriously? And you said, okay, I'm here. No, I, yeah, I packed up and left. Just I did. left. I did. Oh, That's yeah. That's good. And uh, you're, you, you went to Syracuse. I did, yes. Yeah. Atlantic City to Syracuse. Yes. Go orange, right? Go so orange. That was, that was an easy transition from, from orange to orange because yes. uh, Syracuse is orange, Broncos, Broncos are orange. Broncos are orange, yep. So that's a pretty easy transition. Yes, it was. And the Syracuse has got a lot of great history there and a great town, great school, a lot of history, especially with football and other things too. Yeah. Um, you had, a, you had an interesting major. You didn't really major in something that's, that's, uh, that most people would major in. What was your major? I did not. My, my degree was in uh, Italian language, literature, and culture. 
I remember being a junior and the dean brought me into the office and he says, uh, he's like, you know what? You have, you don't, you don't have a, a major declared yet. And I said, I looked at him. I was like, I don't know. Cause I had a bunch of pre-med classes. I was pre-med as well. And I looked down at the paper and he said, he says, you're pretty close to having an Italian degree. Cause I had all these foreign language classes. <laughs> he says, why don't you just take that? I said, okay, I got it. So I took that <laughs> Italian degree. Boom. Done. Now, Okay, a pre-med student yes. who is taking a lot of language classes, were you planning on being a doctor not in this country? or Because that's the only <laughs> no, thing I had what I'm getting of, out of I had right a, lot, a lot of electives because I had a lot of uh, the, the pre-med courses from high school already taken. Okay. I had a lot of electives, and I, I chose the Italian language because of my, you know, my, my family heritage and everything. And um, So uh, are you first generation, second generation American? Uh, I'd say third. So are your parents, third or fourth, Amer- your third parents or were born here? Yes, okay. parents and grandparents so, okay, were, yeah. So, yeah. My great grandparents so came over on the boat. To okay, Ellis so you—it's been a while since your family's yeah, been, been on the boat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. So you, yeah. So four generations here in in, in America. Yeah. Then Syracuse you majored know. in Ital- Italian. Italian. And languages and all blah, blah blah. Then you went after you because there's eight. We're missing a couple of years here before you made it to Colorado. Right. So you went from majoring into that, graduating, then. Well, yeah. You know, when I graduated, I had applied to uh, chiropractic school, okay. and I got accepted to Seneca Falls, and I also got accepted to a program in Italy to go live in a castle, a 12th century castle, in the uh, foothills. What, what program of, is this? You said it's called the, the Etru- live in a castle. It's called the Etruscan Foundation. Okay. It's Castello di Spinocchia. Okay. And, and you had to be fluent in Italian. Well, you had to have something that you specialized in, like archaeology or uh, research or a foreign language. And you were foreign language. Yes. Okay. And yeah. so. Living in a, ca- a, real, a real castle. Yeah, it was a castle, yep. Wow. With a moat? No, there was no moat. Okay. No. no. All right, some, no moat. Some nights there might have been. Some, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, and did it have a drawbridge or anything? No, no, no drawbridge. They had the little, 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 uh, little castle top there. Okay, I'm and going the, too far back. And right? the, the walls were about two, three feet thick, so. and the showers were freezing in the morning. Yeah. But The young kids are thinking amazing. about the castle from Frozen right now, but that's all right. Probably. Yeah. So, okay, great, great, okay, great image there. So... You lived in a castle. I did live in a castle. How long did you live in a castle? It was about a year I was there. Not many people can say that. No. Did you have uh, a big room or did you live in a dungeon? I shared a room with a a guy from California, actually, who was working there. Okay. Yeah. And you you spoke Italian the whole time. I did, yes. And did you, what was the main focus of being in the castle? Outside the castle, was there a farm you had to work on? Yeah, I worked on a farm. Yep. And a vineyard? I worked in vineyards and I worked in olive groves in the daytime. And then at nighttime, I took a project on, on my own to try to do, which was to translate, uh, Pretty much medieval Italian book to modern English. Wow. Yeah, it was tough. Do you know any medieval Italian? Can you give us a little bit? <laughs> I can't right now. Yeah, can you give us a little Italian? Sure. All right, give us a little. Give us a little. Che cosa mi vuoi dire, caro mio? Hey. Posso dire quasi tutto in italiano. And, non mi ricordo molto bene la lingua. And the subtitles under that? It means uh, salute, cheers. <laughs> really? No, it means... That, uh, it, all of that meant no, that. I, no, actually, <laughs> I, actually I, 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 said, I said, what do you want me to say, my friend? Okay. And I said, uh, I, I, I can almost say anything. And then I said, I don't remember the language very well because I don't speak the language that much in the mountains in America. Okay, so. now that you've explained what you just said, say it again, the whole thing. Che cosa mi vuoi dire, caro mio? Posso dire quasi tutto in italiano, però non mi ricordo molto bene la lingua perché non ci sono la gente che parla italiano nelle montagne. <laughs> wow. Well done. I can't wait to do that. It's been a long you, time. Man. It's been a long time. Well, it just, it's wow. like riding a bike. 
Yeah, you know. Well done. Depends on the bike. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah, it depends. On, I guess it depends on the bike. But well done. Okay, so that was that was your life for a little while. Yeah, it was. And so after the castle experience, what happened? You came back to America. Came back to America. Then on the East Coast, I was playing a couple of different bands in uh, Jersey, uh, are West you, Virginia. Are you drums or guitar? I was the mouth. Okay. I was the lyrics. Now was, was it like? Vocals. Are we talking like New Jersey? I always think of like. Guns and Roses, or no, no, it was or, more like we were kind of like, like a like a surf band, like kind of punkish a little bit. Or, One band was called Backwash. Then we had Emmanuel Sphincter, and then a, we a what? Emmanuel Sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> and what type of band was that? Uh, kind of like punkish. Okay. I mean, people compared us to uh, if you if you cross the Chili Peppers with uh, Rage Against the Machine, you kind of had like the idea of what we were trying to do. You kind of look like a Chili Peppers lead singer. Uh, I like I mean, those yeah, Chili that's Peppers. Good, yeah. I used to have hair like that. Did you? Uh -huh. All craziness. I cut it off because all that drug testing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. They can't really test it, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, would, would you sing like that? Would you sing like Guns Would it was heavy metal punk? No, no. It's kind of like little like, like, like white boy hip hop rap kind of stuff. Do you, do you remember any of the songs? I do. You want to share? I wish I could. My voice is still that's hoarse okay. just, from just the Broncos game. Just do a little. You don't have to yell. From the Broncos game, it was two weeks ago. I know, it's a good game, man. Are you kidding me? This yeah, they did voice. win the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Can you give us a little bit? And you don't have to yell. Man, you don't have to do it. I, I don't know if I can yell it. I can't even. I can't even sing it right now. It depends on which song you wanted to hear. Well, we're not asking for a ballad. Oh man. We're asking like for your fight, fight for your right type thing. Fight for your right. No, we don't want a cover song. We want one of yours. Uh, unless you, unless you want to do a cover. No, I, I can't. I, I can't. That's think okay. But hit you later in the show. Okay. I'll hit you later in the show. I'll bust out with it. Say, Rob, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. I'll just. Bust on That's out. That's it. Just bust yeah, it out. Yeah. Just bust it out. <laughs> so uh, you say went through the band thing, and is that when the bartending started? Uh, I started bartending at Syracuse, actually. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Off and on bartending there, All and right. pretty much, you know. Do you have I, a club you want to give a shout out to? It's not there anymore. It's called Sutter's Sutter's Mill and Mining oh, uh, Mining Club. It's gone. Anybody else? H Hungry Chucks was there. Olive and the Orange was there. Harry's, Maggie's. Wow. Bunch of places. You never forget your college days. Oh, he hell no. And then, uh, did you do anything when you were in the, the bands? Did you, did you, were you bartending then? Or did you go to, trying to do like a heebie-jeebie type thing? No, we didn't, we didn't see the heebie-jeebie thing, no. <laughs> I don't know. I know heebie-jeebies in New the York. Heebie I get the heebie-jeebies heebie in New York. Uh, and that's, he's that's, in that's, a different, that's a different neighborhood. But you were in Atlantic City as a, uh, back when you came back to America, did you go straight back to Atlantic City? Uh, or did yes. you go to New York? No, nope. so um, Atlantic City. I'm, I'm from Atlantic City. So yeah. that, that that's well, right, a, that's a right, fun. Right near Atlantic City. That's a fun yeah, town. Right, right outside, right outside the, the city sure. I live. Yeah, that's a fun town. My my uncle lived in Bradenton. Yeah, um, that's a fun town. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and and folks, if you don't know this, the Monopoly board is Atlantic City. It is Atlantic so City. There you go. Yep. Uh, it's a little bit of trivia there for you. Yeah, Atlantic City, fun town to be a young person in, huh? Oh yeah, it was awesome. I mean, just we had, our, we had, our, prom, we had our proms in the casinos. Oh, what? Oh, we did. Hell yeah. Our problems were in the casinos. Which casinos were you? Oh, we had well, you our, our senior prom. Our, no, our senior prom. No, they, they gave us a little room. Our senior prom was in the showboat casino. Oh, wow. Yep. And I remember I had, I had a room reserved at a hotel, like two, two blocks down, and we had a keg on the ice. This is senior up. prom. Senior prom. Uh -huh. We had a keg on the ice and balloons everywhere. It's a huge room. We had a, we were having a, a big party. During the prom, the hotel pages me. They said, wait a minute. We know who John Welsh is. We're not going to rent him a room. He's a party animal. And they canceled the room on me right there in the middle of the prom in front of everybody. No. Yeah. No. So now here I am. I had the prom. I think you had the a, long, crazy hair. Yeah, long, crazy. No, I wasn't long then. Okay. But I had a Volkswagen Rabbit. I had the prom queen in my car, the keg in the back. You had the prom queen. You were, you had, I think you're, she, you're, I think, Mar I think Margie was prom queen. Yes. Oh, wow. I think she was. Well done. Yep. 
So I had her in the front seat, the keg in the back. We're driving around in the inlet of Atlantic City, which is not really supposed to be, but it doesn't bother me. I'm fine. And we're using pay phones back in the day because I didn't have cell phones. We had pay phones, you know, quarters and everything. Sure. Try to find another hotel on the outskirts of Atlantic City to go bring all this kegs and party and everything else too. And we finally, (laughs) we all all reconvened and met later on down in Abseekin down the road. And take take this. What year was this? 1989. (laughs) Good year. It was a great year. Wow. Oh, yeah. And so uh, did you end up on the beach? Did you end up? Not that night. Okay. No. Not, not prom night. Not prom night. Yeah, no. you just went went back back home. Prom night was a different night. Okay. Yeah, you're too dressed up for the beach at yeah, that time. Yeah, you had too really many clothes are. on. Yeah, and people want to get married and <laughs> all that stuff. But a great a great fun place to grow up. Oh, it was wow. awesome. Yeah. What a fun fun town, Atlantic City. Oh yeah. And then it hits you at what age to say, "Go west, young man." Uh, I think it was 27 or 28. My brother kept calling me up. He was in in Leadville so building that houses. Been mid mid late 90s. Yes, 97, uh-huh. 97, 98, okay. something like that. Yeah. You're like, your brother, your bro's already out here. My brother's out here building houses. Kept saying, come on, I need help building these houses. Come on out, help me. I have a place for you to live. I have a job. So I started selling off everything. your older brother. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep, Charlie. And I sold everything that I owned and I put everything else in the, uh, the Volkswagen the Jetta. No, this is oh, a Jetta yeah, the now. Jetta. I, I upgraded now. Good yeah, I, 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 yeah I from splurged. 1989, you had a rabbit. It was, yep. Yeah. I went to the, went to the, the Jetta next and I packed that car full of everything, kept driving until I saw mountains. And just knew. Yeah, and just knew this is this could be home. There was a point in my journey though. I uh, I was coming across uh, South Dakota. Yeah, and we dropped. We went through the Badlands, and I felt like I was in the the Dances with Wolves movie set. Sure, Tatanka. Tatanka. Yeah. My name is Tatanka. Oh, what yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, and then we went down to Custer Custer State Park, and I had to actually turn around because there was a herd of buffalo so big that they're blocking all the cars, all the roads. So we had to. We had to I stood there and watched the buffalo for an hour. Turned around and take another route yeah, there. You really don't want to go through Buffalo. No, they don't. They don't. No. There's, there's, they're big. Oh yeah, that they're was back. That was big. back in the day. I had a paper map in the car and everything. It was and awesome. You're in, and you're in a Jetta, <laughs> so I mean that's gonna not gonna do well. If you were in a bigger car, maybe. Yeah. And then you came. Okay, you came out of here, and then and then bartending hits you again, huh? It says like I can I can build homes and bartend. Yeah. And that's what did it. Has it always been Frisco? Has you how long um, have you been in Frisco? Frisco now I think about. 15 years? Yeah. Frisco, I lost count. Frisco is a great town, folks. It's in Summit County. It is one of the five towns that surround Lake Dillon. Uh, we've kind of, me and Johnny have kind of said, well, there's really only three, but there's kind of five. It goes Keystone, then Silverthorne, and then it goes Dillon, uh, Dillon and then Frisco, Frisco, and then Breckenridge. Yes. Okay. So it's a, it's a great area to go have fun and, and ski and do whatever you want to do in Colorado. It's a little tranquil. I, I call it our Lake Tahoe. I really do. I related to Lake Tahoe. Um, so th- th- Frisco was it. I mean, out of all towns, it was just like, that's a cool little town. Yeah, Frisco's home for me now. Yeah. I love Frisco, yeah. And you've been with uh, G for how long? Johnny Greco at Greco's Pasteria. I've been there for the opening, which was about a year and a half ago, almost okay. two years now. So I've been, and you've been up on two years. And you've been the bartender there for a while. Yes. For all that time. Yes, with Johnny. But did you work for him before upstairs? I did not. No, that was no. Johnny G's. No. no, Johnny G's. I was frequently seen up there, but I never worked there. Didn't. And then where were you working before you found? Uh, Fifth Avenue Grill and also Copper Mountain. So you were everywhere. Yeah, I've been everywhere. Every, yeah. Copper Mountain's nice too. Copper's great. And then <laughs> being a bartender, I mean, you got some funny jokes, I'm sure which I hope you share a few with us, <laughs> and some great stories, which are now in a book. Tell us one of your uh, funnier bartender jokes, just to lighten up the crowd or, you know, the ladies or the guys who, you know, might want to leave. Hey, man, you want, you want to hear a joke? If you buy another drink, I'll give you a joke. 
Um, Tell us a bartender joke. Well, there's always the one about the bartenders. How many bartenders does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. I just keep on drinking until the room starts spinning. And then, oh, no, no, here's, here's a better one, though. Here's a better one. How many bartenders with ADD does it take to change a light bulb? Okay. Hey, many- that's fried bikes. <laughs> <laughs> and one more. Oh, man. The, the other ones I can't see on the air. Yes, no, yes no, you can. Really no, bad. absolutely. No, I can get. No, I, can get no. I can get arrested for these. There is no error. There is no. No, no, no. We can say it. If it's dirtier, the better. All right, all right. So you know, I got a lot of Irish friends. So we, we, what do you, what do you talk, call it? Two gay Irish guys. I don't know. Patrick Fitzgerald and Patrick and Gerald Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Patrick Fitzgerald and Gerald Fitzpatrick. Ah, 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 ah. That wasn't bad. I'm just I, now I, getting it, but it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's good. Yeah. That's good. So, I mean, bartenders have to be uh, upbeat, humorous most of the time. They can't be, you know, dull people. You're definitely not a dull person. Um, and you came up with the idea. I mean, let's talk about marijuana a little bit in Colorado. Sure. Um, we have, we've had medicinal since the turn of the millennium, uh, which is medicinal is where you can use it for medical reasons, folks. If you if you if you if you know what that means. So you can get it in pill form, you can smoke it, you can put it, you can inject it. Um, there's a lot of different ways to get uh, marijuana into your body nowadays uh, through, um, through medical, medical side of it. And then a couple of years ago, the state voted uh, on to treat marijuana like alcohol, which is basically, folks, is what that means is that the state voted to say, you must be 21, you must, you must smoke it inside a room, that is, you know, safe and warm, whether it be inside of your own home or a place that's designated for that being safe. You cannot walk around the city with it, which people think they can do around here. They cannot. People cannot just drink out a joint and smoke it and walk down the street like you can a cigarette. It's not treating marijuana like cigarettes. It's treating marijuana like alcohol. So that means it's regulated. It has to be bought at certain stores, just like, just like alcohol. It has to be this, that, and the other. So there's a lot of rules that are behind it. Uh, and it has been a huge success when it became legal. And I think one of the reasons is we are a smaller population than most states. Um, it, it was done in baby steps and was done very, very well. And other states are watching what we did. We have probably about 3.5 million people who can vote in the state of Colorado, and that means about 60, and 62% of them said yes. What do you think of that? Unbelievable, right? Yeah, it's unbelievable. I've I noticed the change up in the mountains too. I mean, what, what, st- what struck me the uh, the most was uh, the patrons coming into the bar and asking me where the dispensary was. It wasn't what I expected. It was <laughs> it was it was older, old, well-to-do, elderly couples, well-spoken, well-educated, and they're saying, "Hey, you know, we want to try it for the first time. Where's the dispensary?" I got so many of those, I could not believe it. And then every time uh, the topic came up at the bar, marijuana came up. Everyone chimed in. The curiosity levels were off the charts. Everyone's over. The guy over here says, "Oh yeah, I bought pot stocks." Someone over here says, "Oh yeah, my friend had too many edibles." I mean, everyone had a story to share. If you said the word marijuana as I was bartending, mm-hmm. the whole bar chimed in because it's been so taboo since Nixon. Yeah, since the war on drugs and right. Nixon and people who don't know who Nixon. President Nixon was our president in the 1970s, and he was a vice president before that, and he declared war on drugs and marijuana was the biggest one uh, because the young folks who didn't vote for him <laughs> and, um, and, and, and there you go. And it became that way and it just builds and builds and builds and builds right. with marijuana. Like he's saying is that everybody has a story. Everybody has something yeah. to be said about it because 
they either lived it as their youth or they're smoking it now. Yeah, or yeah. Some people didn't want to come out of the closet, and I don't mean to use that term, you know, but it is. There's people I was surprised they did. They smoked. I was like, you smoke? I looked at them like, like you said, very educated. Yeah. Uh, you know, white, black, runs the gamut, doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, and you're just like, you smoke? I had no idea. Yeah. And I'm sure you had those stories at your bar. I did. Yeah. And it just everybody comes in and then you had the idea to put this into like a little journal, and which is now the book. The book, yes. So you took these stories from so many different facets of people's lives and and made a very compelling, fun book. Yeah. And and people, <laughs> if you if you can get this on Amazon.com right now. Um, it just go to Amazon.com right now, and it's Weedgalize It in Colorado, the true tales from the high country. Just you can Google, you can just, just Google, uh, just Google Weedgalize. Yeah, Weedgalize comes right, comes right the up. Number one search result. Yeah, and then Johnny Welsh. You can also go to Amazon and type in his name. It's W E L S H. So, <laughs> marijuana. It's an you you have you have told me you know, several times it's an herb, right? And that's the way it should be treated. Tell us a little about that. Uh, I've got no problem myself with marijuana at all. I mean, I, I think it's, uh, personally, as a bartender, I do believe it is safer than alcohol because my biggest problem in my life, my biggest concern is if I serve someone too much alcohol, I have to watch that person. I am not responsible for that person. You know, if they, if they start trying to consume too much, then it's up to me to stop them. Yeah. With cannabis, that I've, I've never, never witnessed it, never heard of it, never seen it, never experienced it. Of ODing on no, I have never heard of it, wanted. never seen it, nothing. Because there is a stopping point where you just kind of you know you're smoking and you're like okay, yeah, you go to sleep. Done. <laughs> you're asleep. <laughs> you're asleep. Either you eat first and sleep, or you go straight to sleep. Yeah. What is the chemical in in marijuana that makes you hungry? I believe that's THC. Is that the THC? Yeah, there's several there's several components in it. Yeah. Okay. And you know there's the sativa. There's a sativa. The sativa is is what I call the functional marijuana. That's the uppity one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. then the other one is indica. Indica. Yeah, and that's kind of the one that kind of makes you those kind of like a, like, a, like a body high a for more for more pain relaxed. management, relax. They call it indica in the couch. In the couch, indica in the couch. That's what the bud tenders say. And a lot of people who need you know muscle relaxers who don't want to take the heavy stuff, that's the one they give them. Right. Is the is the indica. Right. The the sativa is more of the more of the recreational one, where you know you gives you a little uppity, makes you a little. It could also help you function too. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps your mind straight. Yeah, it helps people focus. Yeah. Now, there's so many different strands of this stuff. And I'm, what I mean by this stuff is marijuana. Right. Um, the one that comes to mind that everybody talks about is grape ape. Um, there's others. There are others, some wonderful, fascinating names that they've given these, these, give, given these different strains. Yeah. And you can relate it to way, the way you would design a beer. Right. You have your IPA. You have your lager. You have your blah, 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 blah. Um, tell us a little bit about how many different strains and, and some of the fun names that are, that are out there in it. Oh, I think the strains are almost infinite right now because people are actually creating strains by, by uh, crossbreeding different, different strains to make a, uh, a new name for a brand for their company. So there's, I mean, there's, there's Kush, Bubba Kush, there's Diesel, Sour Diesel. It, it, it's endless. I mean, I have, I have a list of 100 names in the book, but there's, there's, it's endless. Yeah, it, it, it's, there's do. an endless you list do. of names. Find that, find yeah. that for us real quick. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's so many different types, it's unbelievable. And they all, it's like, it's like if you went to an apothecary and you're like, I need, I need rat's tongue and, 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 and goat's, goat's tail, and you mix that up. Um, just read us a few of them uh, from your book. Uh, there's uh, the Girl Scout Cookies, the Kosher Kush, Private Reserve, Ewok, Tahoe Alien, Diesel, 707 Headband, G13, Jack Flash, 
Heavy Duty Fruity, Crockle, MKUltra, OG Bubba Kush, Granddaddy Purple, Jack Frost, Casey Jones, Black Domino, White Queen, Power Plant, to name just a few. And that's just to name a few. <laughs> and, if you, and if you go, if you, if, when you get his book, it's, it's right at the back. It's like page 200 to 201. I mean, there's just tons of different names. And, and you can there's, find there's out. There's some fun names, And they're for too. different things, yeah. too, right? They, yeah. help, they help different parts of the body. They help different parts of your, yes. of your functioning and all the other stuff. Right. Um, it's so funny because people use it for glaucoma. Glaucoma, that's your eyes, right? right. The eyesight. Yeah. Right. Does it really work? I mean, I, I mean, I, people... I you know I've I mean, heard I've heard stories. Yes, I I, I don't know firsthand from that. Yeah. But the people that I interviewed for the book, these business owners, they looked me straight in the eye and told me story upon story of medical success stories that are happening with the cannabis plant, and they're shooting, shooting straight from the hip. And I I can tell. I mean, the, the stories are amazing. Yeah, with, one with of his kids. stories. Yeah, one of his stories is a kid moves here who's very very sick and and starts taking marijuana and it and it slowly. Oh, it was, it was, it was actually a CBD, CBD extract, yes. CBD. Well, is that the same thing? Well, the ex- CBD? CBD extract, actually, it's not really uh, psychoactive. Okay. It's not going to get you high. Okay. So it's, it's, more, it's, it's more really, for, really medicinal. More, it's a okay. real, yeah. They pull everything out of it that would get you high and make it used for medicine reasons. Right. Okay. And, and it worked. And it yeah, worked well. I think it's called Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's working, and it's, it's a kid's friend. That's why they call it Charlotte's Web. That's yeah. what I was found out. Um, because Charlotte was a you know a friend of a pig, and there you go. Yeah. But um, it, it, it's amazing how many people are moving here from other states to help their children, to right. help their loved ones, to yeah. help their aging parents, to help themselves. Yeah. And well, have you been back east since we legalized it? I have, yes. Okay, I've been back east too. I'm from Virginia, and they look at you like you're an alien. They, yeah, they don't. They just look at you like, is it real? It's like, yeah. yeah. Are people walking what's around? It, what's it like? What's, going, what's, like, what's it like? What's going on over there? They're, they're nudging me in the elbow. Yeah. Come on, tell me some stories. Dude, I mean, no, I no, I don't have any pot on me. No, I'm sorry, I didn't bring any with me. And no, we're not all high. You know, it's so funny. They, they have these they have these conceptions about Colorado. They really do. And they and they and they're, they're curious. They they ask questions nonstop. That's what inspired me. It started off at the bar with right. the stories, right. and then I started when I traveled out of state or out of country. I went to Thailand, Costa Rica, and Dominican Republic. And every place that I went, they said, oh, God, where are you from? Where are you from? You know, you're on the bus full of tourists. And everyone's like, oh, I'm from New York. I'm from Georgia. I'm from California. They hear Colorado. The whole bus, like, zzz, stops and looks right at you. No. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're smiling. Like, they're winking at me and smiling. I'm like, oh, my God, really? I'm like, no. <laughs> I go, yeah, Colorado's legal. Yes, we are the, like, the, weed, the weed state now. Or people, say, people are saying that we're the weed capital of the world now, yeah. even above and beyond Amsterdam. But yeah, they all, everyone looks at the Colorado guy when you're on, on, the, yeah. on the tour bus or on vacation or traveling, and they go, what's, "What's going on? What's and the?" And we like? have sweatshirts with the with the with the leaf on it. Oh yeah, and absolutely. we have, and we're, we 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 were a state that's really opened up to it. Yeah. And when do you think uh, your bar in Frisco or any bar is going to say, "Go ahead and smoke on our patio. It's okay." Does it inhibit people from drinking? It's a separate license. It's a, it's a, I believe that's a licensing regulation. I have to have a separate building or separate uh, business to actually have that happen. And I know there are some companies out there that are pushing to have smoke clubs. It's If it's not already happening, it's close to happening. I know they're pushing for it. The liquor license and the, and the restaurant license, that's completely different. They probably won't allow that to happen on the deck. Who knows? Maybe 10, 20 years from now. Who knows? I don't know what's going to happen. Has Summit County, where you live, the county that you live in, have they embraced it? 
they have embraced because it because yeah. you're a ski town. You're 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 tourist. out. You're, you're a tourist. A lot of tourists. Outdoor, uh, camping, hiking, biking, ski town, ski resorts all over the place. Right. Um, you have the lake. You have a lot of stuff going on that could be dangerous to most people <laughs> who are smoking, but. It seems to be a culture in snowboarding. It's just dangerous it's in general. It's just dangerous in general <laughs> uh, to be high and do anything recreational uh, in sports. But Summit County has really embraced it. Which town has embraced it the most around Lake Dillon? Man, it's hard to say. I mean, uh, Silverthorne has done a great job. The companies in Silverthorne, there's a couple of, couple of different dispensaries there. Those guys have such a level of professionalism with their business that it, it's above and beyond because they know they're under the microscope. They know that whatever business they're going to do, they're watched double because it's cannabis. So they're dotting all their I's and crossing their T's, and those guys have got it going on. If you look in, if you walk into one of these dispensaries, the the the, the more the more better known ones, um, they are very clean. Very clean. It's a professional staff. Very clean, professional. There is on the left hand side will be your recreational, on the right hand side would be your uh, medicinal. Um, they tell you this is what you can buy, this is what you cannot buy, um, and. It, it's a very, very well done. I've been to several just to experience what it would feel like to go into one. Right. It, it's you know, it's definitely not your neighborhood liquor store. It is very, very professional, yeah. well done. They do check you. They check, at they the check door. IDs. They check. They yeah. swipe your ID, which is fine. They yeah. have to. It's you have part. to have your medical card to go yep. to the medical side. So medical it's, side. It's all regulated. And they, they ask, yeah, it's very, very regulated. Yeah. And it's cash only. Yeah. Right now. Yep. Will that change? Well. I believe they are now starting to take debit cards okay. and some are taking credit cards. Wow. Okay. So something is happening. Uh, I learned a little bit about it last week and I'm not sure. I, I didn't get the full story on it yet, but I know debit cards are uh, able to be used. And as far as credit cards, I know that they're starting to use that right now. It may have happened a couple months ago, but it's, everything's happening so fast. It's, it's hard it to keep track of what's, who's doing what and when. And Every week, every Everyone's month. pushing for something to happen in that, in that area with the banking. Banking is a big issue. The money that has been generated from this in the state is in the millions. Hell yeah. Not just for the owners of the dispensaries, but for the state. State, state tax, yeah. Uh, how much did they get last, last year? You know, it? the figure that I heard in the first year was $44 million yeah. in taxes. That's incredible. In taxes. Yeah. Now, I think they should take it and do the roads because you can, fit all, you can fix the potholes yeah. with the pot money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> potholes with the pot... And we, there's a really, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it could be, you know, the pot money, but, but yeah. they're going to put it towards the playgrounds and, and, and schools and, right. you know, so we'll have pot in our schools, we'll have pot in our playground, yeah, you know, we'll have pot all over the could place. Could be worse. <laughs> uh, but it, I think other states are starting to realize that Hickenlooper and, and Hancock and the other counties that have agreed to do this, um, they're making money. Yeah, yeah. It's going to improve some stuff, yeah. I hope. It's a lot more than just dispensaries too, and it grows. A grow is uh, where they actually grow the cannabis. It's called a grow or the grow. The grows and the dispensaries are making, they're, they're, they're doing okay, but there's a lot of side businesses that you don't see that are happening that are doing an incredible job at creating new businesses, new jobs, new companies. I mean, my buddy Phil has a limousine company up in, in Summit County, Cultivating Spirits. He's done a great job with showing tourists, you know, the limousine ride, a steak dinner, pair your cannabis, pair some wine. There's a butt and breakfast where you get to stay and yeah, smoke but, safely, and you know within the, within the legal laws. There's a. There's and what a, he means by butt and breakfast, it's like a you know like a bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast, but right? But you can smoke there. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a uh, ranch. There's a retreat. There's a gal Jessica that has a cookbook. Uh, the Gods of Kitchen Revolution. She has mm -hmm. huge right now. The cookbooks very big. 
Very big in the business. No, yeah. I mean, the edibles are huge. Yeah. And they help people. You yeah. know, you eat a little, eat a little, and you can sleep better. They say you can digest better. Yeah. They say you can think better. Yeah. When, when we were told, when we were growing up, nope, it'll make you stupid. That's yeah. why they call it pothead. And that's why they call you a dummy. That's why I had to hide and smoke it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're, get, we're getting ready to go to break. Uh, do you have any on you? Um, I well, I mean, is it okay to bring it out here? Yeah, I mean, I, sure. I, I, did, I don't see why not. I did, I anybody did, anybody care if he brings some marijuana? Out? I did bring a little. Well, it's not marijuana, but oh. I, I did bring you a little pot. You did? Oh, I, I brought Rob a little pot That's from Colorado. Nice. Yeah. So here's oh. here's a little pot from Colorado, and Rob, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you explain that. And if folks folks of you you can't see this, you can't see this at home, but it is. It is a little pot. A little ceramic pot. It's a little ceramic pot. <laughs> I got a little... <laughs> so it is a little pot for me. That's very uh, nice. That's yeah. very kind. Um, <laughs> this has become a... This little thing has become a national sensation. Oh, yeah. And tell us, tell us about the lady who does this. You know, I, I, met, I met Janice, the company that she was doing, a little pot from Colorado. It's a little ceramic pot with a business card that says, I brought you a little pot from Colorado. And she started doing that. She owns a ceramic company, pottery company, in Fort Collins area. Very talented. Yeah, very talented. Yeah. And her idea to do this, it's in all the little knick-knack shops and tourist yeah. shops and t-shirt shops. Everyone loves it. Everybody they, 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 love, they love to grab this little ceramic pot and send it to their friends in the mail. Here, hey, I sent you a little pot from Colorado. And it's, 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 a, it's a good joke. And it's it funny. says it right on there, a little pot from Colorado. A little it's a pot. little pot. Yeah. It's wonderfully made. It's yeah. a great stocking stuffer. It's a great little <laughs> gag gift for somebody's birthday or yeah, someone yeah. You know, who you know smokes, but their parents don't know who smokes. You're like, here's like, yeah. a little pot. Little no, pot. no, 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 no. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, it's very, very funny. So it's Janice, and um, you can go to her website, uh, a little pot from Colorado.com and get one for yourself. They're hilarious. And yeah. thank you so much. Yes, when we're we, checking out. <laughs> <when> we, <laughs> if we're not stoned by the time you get back, um, oh, no. Boy. Um, when, but when we get back from break, we're going to talk a lot more about the book, uh, all the stories and fun stuff that he's put into it. And we're also going to give you a special offer from Amazon.com. We'll be back right after the break. Thanks. Consider joining the Denver Press Club, which offers a relaxing atmosphere of camaraderie and creativity and serves as the hub for Denver's media, public relations, and communications community. It's the nation's oldest press club, with the first organized meeting held in 1867, and with the club making its home at 1330 Glenarm Place since 1925. Please visit our website at denverpressclub.org to find out all the great things that are happening throughout the week, month, and year. We're open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come by and see us. And just want to remind everybody that Zing Tea is the official drink of the topic of conversation. Anytime you are here on a Wednesday night at the Denver Press Club, please come on down and ask Jason or Jen or Grains or whoever's behind the bar for a Zing Tea on me. It's Zing Tea, that's green tea and ginseng with honey, is the drink of the week or month, I should say. Um, have a Zing Tea on me, just come on down. We want to thank Laban Brothers, Tom and Scott Laban over at New Age Beverage for giving us the Zing Tea and making it official part of the program. So come on down to the Denver Press Club. Just say, Rob had, gave me a zing, have a zing on me, and just come down here when you're here live and have a zing. If you want to put anything in it, it costs money. If not, if you just want to have a can, then it's free. Uh, have a zing on me every Wednesday night here at the Denver Press Club. We are having a great night tonight. We are talking about marijuana and how it became legal in our state and how it is legal and how it is legal in our state. And uh, all that good stuff. And we're talking to Johnny Welsh. He is a bartender from Frisco. He's a bartender from Frisco. He is had a, uh, a wonderful uh, time being a bartender. And that's where these stories have come from. 
His book is called Weagalize It. Weagalized. Weagalized in Colorado. Weagalized. True, yep. true Tales from the High Country uh, by Johnny Welsh and friends. Um, I mean, he has um, he has put together some very funny stories in a great order too. By the way, it's not this randomness like a lot of like a lot of authors have done. Just put you know one chapter is this. It's an it's a wonderful order. He starts off with the great Colorado pot sc- uh, uh, scramble, right? Yes, I said that right. Yep. Scramble, yep. And then and then he ends uh, he ends at the very end um, of of chapters. He ends with um, uh, right here. Well, there's there's tidbits there's and nuggets, bit, yeah, tidbits, tidbits and, and nuggets, nuggets, and then it goes on to the future. Right, I call it the future. Yeah. So tidbits and nuggets in the future, and then he has a lot of uh, great information after that too, and you can get that right now on Amazon.com. And Johnny has a very special offer from Amazon for you, our listeners, and for the weekend uh, coming up for everybody because it's going digital. So give us the good news. Should I, tell, should I say it now? Yeah. Say okay. It right now. So the the ebook just came out. Okay. And uh, the ebook's going to be $3.99. What I want to do for the listeners right now and for the whole weekend, starting right now, uh, Friday, February 19th, is mm-hmm. it? Friday, February 19th at uh, 7, at 7 p.m. I'm going to do 99-cent Kindle version for all the listeners and all friends and family. So 99-cent for the Kindle version. It's valid through this weekend. On uh, Sunday night, the Kindle will go to $3.99. Right. So between uh, uh, Friday... At 7 p.m., the 19th to Sunday, the 20th, is it? Yep. Yes. So this is the, no, this is the digital version only, not yes, the, the, hard, kin- not the, the Kindle, hard, not the, the Kindle. hardback. The digital version only from, he's saying from uh, February 19th to February 21st, starting at 7 p.m. on the 19th to uh, the 7 p.m., I believe, on the 21st, uh, his book, his digital book download will be 99 cents for your Kindle. Um, you can still buy the book. For $19.99, dollars $20 regularly. But this is, and then it goes back to $3.99 after the weekend special is over. But that's at Amazon.com for your Kindle. That's March 19th, 7 p.m. to Sunday. February. I mean, February. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That's March, um, excuse me, February. I'll say it again. February 19th at 7 p.m. to February 21st. Yes, February 21st um, at 7 p.m. 99 cents. 99 cents download for a Kindle. You don't have a it's Kindle. Kindle. It's a digital version. It's digital, digital. version. Digital, digital. Yeah. Um, so uh, have fun with that this weekend, and we hope you enjoy the book. So you took the time, we, and I'm saying it right, we, weed. Weed. Say weed. Weed. Gah. Gull. Lies. Lies. Weed galized. Weed It's a play on words. Yeah. Because people used to say, you know, legalize weed, legalize weed, legalize weed. If you change the letters around, it's weedgalized. I love it. So it's it's a play on words. I wanted to keep it lighthearted because it is a lighthearted account of the uh, stories that happened to us in the first couple of years of legalization in Colorado. And by the way, that is the first book ever written in the history of mankind about stories of a post-legal state. Right. This has never been done before. This right. is the first book written, you know, in a post-legal There's state. There's been books about the history of marijuana in our history, state. History, yes. There's but, been books about not, the blood, not but post-legalization. Not post-legalization. Not post And these are right. stories, and they're fun, and they're also the new businesses. It's what we're experiencing. So it's it's. And these are of, from real people, and you yeah yeah, and you give them props. It's wonderful. They're, yeah, they're awesome people. Yeah. So these are people that he have, he's met throughout his out his bartending in Frisco. Uh, at the bar, what's the, what's the name of it again? Where you work? I work at Greco's Pastoria. Greco's Pastoria in Frisco. Um, you took the time to, to to really interview people. I mean, to really talk to them, not just 
hey, drinking, you know how bartenders do, they drink, they talk to you while you're drinking. Right. You actually took the time to take these people aside and say, tell me your story. And is it okay if I, if okay if I tell people that? Like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, and, and here it is. Yep. Tell, us, um, tell us, you know, when you first thought about doing this book. Well, I mean, I had the idea to write the book and behind the bar from all the, all the, all the, the tourist questions. And then when I traveled, it solidified it. And um, what happened to me was uh, I always had these ideas for inventions in my head, these crazy inventions. You do. I do. I still have them. Yeah. And I, the one idea I had was for like this like cucumber eyewear. That was, that was weird. That was something silly. That I had something else I wanted to do. I had this no, little, I had, a, I had a bar gag because I, I played tricks all the time. So I have, I have spiders and snakes and stuff like that behind the bar. So I wanted to invest something that had like a little, little buzz noise to it. And I called it the moth in the ear. And you put it behind someone's ear and it goes, and you scare somebody. But that didn't work either. So then my, my, my last invention that I had was a, a glass water bottle that you used in the gym yeah. to refill your bottle, right? Sure. And I, I made a prototype of it. I sketched it. I sent it in. It got sent back to me. This is not going to happen. So the time I had the idea to have this book, this book to write in February 2014, my buddy sends me a package in the mail. In that package was a glass water bottle with a protective coat like I sketched up. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. I go, I, I go, that's the last time that I'm going to have an idea that I don't act upon and that I, I see it somewhere later on in life. So the idea in my head right now is to write this book about marijuana. Even though I'm not like the pothead guy, I'm a bartender. I, I wanted to write the book. I said, that's it. I don't care. Whatever idea it is I have in my mind right now, whether it's dumb, silly, stupid, useless, I'm going to write this book and make it happen. And it's going to be entertaining and informative and enlightening. And it's, so far, it's been, it's been the best journey I've ever had in my life. And, and, you, give, and you, give, you give a great uh, thank you to, <laughs> to, your, mom and, to your parents. To mom can, and dad. can you read that to us real quick? Sure, I can. This is uh, the, uh, the dedication of the book is uh, uh, for mom, who stressed the importance of a good education, and for dad, who paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the book will pay you guys back, we promise. Um, are folks still around? Yes. Both, and they're back, back, in, they're back, back in New Jersey. Back in New Jersey, yes. yeah. Okay, and, but, but both kids are out here. You and your brother. My brother, yes. And that, that's the only kids they have? Or there there's, more? there's a sister in the middle. And she's back in Jersey. The, the poor soul. Yeah, she's back in Jersey. We <laughs> Taking care of mom and dad. Oh, we tortured her growing up. My poor sister. Oh. <laughs> Love her to death. Oh. Middle, middle child? <laughs> middle child. Oh, she was in between two terror, terror, terror boys. Oh, boy. <laughs> the, some of the stories in here, and we're going to get to this real quick. Um, a, a, brief, a brief history of pot. And I'm just going to go uh, right here. It's pretty brief history. Yeah, I, I kept uh, it brief. It's like three pages. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to get too much into the history of it or the legalities of it or like the far left or far right hot topics. I wanted to tell like the true story based on what we're living and seeing here as you know yeah. residents of Colorado. So I kind of kept it lighthearted. And, and it is the first. The first line is, "What do you call a pothead who doesn't <laughs> inhale?" A president, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's a, it's a funny, it's funny. Um, yeah. Give us a little brief history, you know, tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit. Well, you know, I, I went to a conference uh, a few weeks ago, the Women's Grow Conference down here in Denver, and I learned more there than I had when I did my research about the cannabis. And I remember that when it was outlawed in 1937, uh, I'd say, you know, late 30s with the, the whole outlaw of it, it became illegal. Um, I learned that it was actually a whole, it was a smear campaign. It was a battle between two big corporations and one corporation lost. I'm not going to say the names. One was a big plastic company. One was a hemp company. Hemp went against plastic and hemp lost. I, I just learned that uh, a few weeks ago. And hemp's biodegradable. So hemp's biodegradable. 
No, Pl yeah, plastic it's biodegradable, it's <laughs> renewable. Um, it, it's it's crazy. I just learned all that stuff, and I was actually really blown away by the, the details and of what I learned. I mean, hemp. I mean, the, the byproducts of marijuana, hemp, and everything else. I mean, I've 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 ha I've, I've I've felt hemp rope. It's mm -hmm. very very strong. Strong. Um, I've worn hip clothing, hemp clothing. I bought a shirt. Mm -hmm. um, it is very durable. It's very nice. It's very comfortable. Uh, people don't realize that that there is, and I heard stories about cotton, the fabric of our lives. I did not like marijuana either because yeah, yeah. that was competing with them in the South, and out here in the West, uh, I guess plastic yeah. was competing. There's with There's a them. whole history behind it, yeah. and, you, and you can research that, look it up, you know, on your own. Uh, I, I didn't get into all that into the book. I did a brief history and then I went into the, the stories, the anecdotes, the quotes, the jokes, the cartoons, and the interviews yeah. and, and the real content in my mind and my heart is the interviews of the people, the dispensary owners, the head shop owners, the illegal dealers, the ex-cons, the town stoner, the sheriff, mm -hmm. the, uh, the movie producers, the, uh, the, the marijuana reporter, the, uh, the editor in Denver Post, the cannabis. I mean, I, I captured a lot of uh, really fun and unique stories that won't they won't happen again. These stories, no. and I told them in a timeless way, where that it'll be it'll be fresh. Yeah, this it'll is stay fresh. this is timeless. Yeah. Now, who do the cartoons? You know, it's funny. I put it out on Craigslist asking yeah. for a cartoonist. I said, "Listen, guys, I'm you know I'm a new author. I'm a bartender. I can't wait really pay you, but if you want to draw some cartoons for me, you'll be published." And a guy responded the next day. Guy named Ryan. Ryan. Is I actually, Ryan Spencer. Ryan Spencer. I actually yeah. knew him from 10 years ago at Copper Mountain. That's incredible. You had yeah, a relationship with him. Already. Yeah, his name is Punk Rock Ryan. Uh -huh. So Punk Rock Ryan responded and drew the cartoons. So we had Punk Rock Ryan did some cartoons. Uh, another, another gal, uh, Mariah. Mariah Hildreth did some cartoons. I found her on Facebook. Mariah's going to have a baby. <laughs> not pretty Mariah Weiss. No, not producer. just Mariah. Another, yeah, different Mariah. This other Mariah is having a baby soon. And then another girl named Elle Malone helped do some sketches as well. One of my favorite by Ryan Spencer. It's uh, two skiers, uh, obviously, uh, smoking cannabis on the way up. Oh, and it says, why, why, yeah, on the ski lift, saying, why is my mouth so dry? And the other guy goes, it has to be the altitude. <laughs> <laughs> so there are some very, very funny uh, stuff throughout the book, oh, yeah. uh, just like that. Yeah. When you found these stories, you, you kind of ran the gamut and age groups, too. I mean, you've got some... You know, some 20-somethings in here, you've got some middle-aged folks, and you've got some people who are uh, in their senior years all talking about different relationships with marijuana that they've had. Uh, share some of those with us. Share some of your favorite ones with us. Uh, which stories are that? Any of them. Just share some of your favorite stories. Oh, any, um, any of them. The, any of them. Oh, okay, my favorite story was yeah. uh, actually it was uh, some of my friends, uh, some Denver nurses. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, I'm not going to say which, which hospital, which nurse. I, I kind of kept things ambiguous on purpose on that, but... Uh, there was an issue of people taking too much, uh, consuming too many edibles, right. and they get a little too high, and they get paranoid, and then they go to they go to the hospital, which is the right course of action. They should, if they're worried, you know, always sure. go to the hospital if you're worried, and then they get to the hospital, and then all they have to do is sit there and they have to, they have to ride it out, they have to wait their high out, nothing you can do for it. Mm -hmm. So the nurses had an inside joke. They said we should have a, a lava lamp holding room. Where it would be like bunch of lava lamps, <laughs> lava lamps, and velvet posters, and Beatles music, and some some, some, uh, some chips, and some dip, and some couches, and you know what? You're too high. Go right in there and go ride it out, and you'll be okay. Did they do it? Oh, I don't know. That was that was their. It was, it was a great their, story. Was a I was hoping they would do it. it. Was their, no, they, I, I want to go. I don't know if they did or not. <laughs> I would totally get stoned and just go straight there and be like, yeah, yeah, I guess a free munchies. Yeah, hey, yeah. Man. 
Uh, maybe someday somebody will do that, right? Yeah, you never uh, hookah bars. Um, hookah bars. They're the um, the 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 what the flavored tobacco right. uh, that are around town. You usually see them closer to universities and college towns. Um, that's in the near future, don't you think? For this. Well, um, I, I think that they're trying to push for that, to have a, a cannabis consumption club or something like that. I know they're pushing for it. I don't know if it's gone through yet or not. I know that there's a lot of companies that are interested in having it, and it's a, it's a good business model. And uh, we would all look like the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. Of course. We might even or, look like the caterpillar. Or, or the cat. <laughs> The Cheshire, oh, the Cheshire Cat. Cat that whole town is stoned. Is that do you, which town is this? Do you think we're going to be? Do you think that Colorado will become Alice in Wonderland? We will be Wonderland. No, no. There already is a Disneyland. Uh, we can be in a Disney World. There, we could be. I, th- know, I think it's gone as far as it's going to go. As far as the craziness, as far as that goes with okay. the the Alice in Wonderland uh, um, comparison, but. Um, you know, other states will probably follow suit. They're watching the money. You can't, you cannot argue with the money coming in. No. And people are seeing that. And honestly, there's been minimal problems in the, in the first couple of years. I mean, there's been a couple of tragic deaths, I'm sure, yeah, that have happened. But that, you know, that happens in every industry as well. It does. Now, you have, besides, besides all the great stories in here, you have had some people approach you already. Um, you have had um, some people from what we call Hollywood, Hollywood. Uh, what we would call Hollywood. <laughs> um, you know, some, some people who want to see this either on television or in a movie form, like a documentary form. Um, tell us a little about that. Well, I, um, I think I've lost count of the people that have approached me to ask me about a screenplay. Uh, do I write screenplays? Will I write a screenplay? Um, can I submit a screenplay? That Mariah knows some people. Um, I've had about 10 people approach me asking me to do a screenplay based on the book, based on this story, based on all this that I'm writing right now. I had one guy, great guy, who's actually already submitted to me the outline for a screenplay and the introductory scene as well. And I'll tell you, it is crazy. crazy. It's crazy. It's, does it's does it have animation or claymation involved? Yeah, you know what? I could probably I got, I got to put that in there. I mean, I, I actually like to. Kind of fun. But yeah, but I mean, the way he has this going is is a as an author and a bartender doing a book and stories happening, and then all of a sudden, the biggest twist that you could possibly think yeah, of. And I'm not gonna say I'm not. I'm new. Hell no, I'm not yeah. saying anything. I can't. Mm-hmm. I signed a, uh, one of those forms oh, already. Yeah, release form. I yeah. signed a form. Yeah, yeah. NDA form. The um, and that's exciting for you. It's this so is already exciting. getting a lot of it's insane. Getting a lot of press. You've been in, in in the book signings you've had. You had one here at the press club. Where else have you been? I've been to the uh, uh, book bar Denver, the Boulder Bookstore. I've been up to uh, the Next Page Bookstore in Frisco, uh, Old Man Birkins in Breckenridge. I've I've sold six hundred books in eight weeks. That's wonderful. As a bartender, and just as a bartender, local yeah, guy. I know. I mean, I mean, and, and it's not, catching not, on. Yeah. It's it's the hottest topic. It's still the hottest topic. And now with the campaigns coming up and the elections coming up, it's, it's, even, it's a blazing hot topic, I should say. <laughs> yeah, and, and folks, if you ever get to Frisco, go to his restaurant. He has the books there. You can meet him, have a drink with him. He'll sign the book for you, uh, you, you know, he, whatever you want him to say. And he can, uh, he can also uh, tell you uh, some of the stories. He might even meet, meet some of the people who are in it because they, they hang out there. The town stoner is the usually town, in the there. Oh, stoner. yeah, he's easy to find. He's got an open bar tab somewhere. And speaking of, <laughs> speaking of movies... Uh, speaking of movies uh, that are uh, involved in marijuana, Rolling Papers uh, comes out uh, this weekend. Yep. I'm going on. You're, I'm going tomorrow. You're going on I'm going Friday. Friday. Yep. And uh, we're very excited about that. It takes place. It's a Denver reporter from the Denver Post, Carter Bucket. Carter yeah. Bucket. Uh, you know him. Yes. He's in. He's actually in the book. Yes, he is in the book. Yeah, he's yep. in the book. He's in the book. He's in the book, and so is Rolling Papers. Yeah, so is Rolling Papers. Yeah, so the, the the, there is a little ode to him and and the and the movie Rolling Papers. 
Uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about him and, and the and Rolling Papers that you're going to go see on Friday. Well, the, uh, the, 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 the hits national theaters. The documentary tomorrow. comes out uh, actually when this airs, which is the the, the 19th of February. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Mitch Dickman was the producer of that. I interviewed Mitch Dickman on the uh, Rolling Papers documentary and learned his background and his passions and the why, the where, the when, and the how. And then Ricardo Baca, I was interviewing Ricardo Baca on the, the rooftop of the Denver Post building. It was a sunny day. I remember I could see the big gold, you know, the, the dome back there in the background. And a film crew shows up and starts filming us. They're filming me, the author, uh, interviewing Ricardo Baca, the cannabis. And, uh, so, so are you in the movie? I don't know. Yeah, I, might I, be. Maybe. Who knows? But they put <laughs> microphones on us and all that. They're filming everything, getting close-ups. It was, uh, it was, it was uh, quite the interview. Ricardo's a great guy. He is a, uh, a, a neat fella. You can Google the movie Rolling Papers. Uh, you go to rollingpapers.com, uh, the movie. Uh, it's a documentary uh, source movie. It's very, 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 very uh, entertaining from what I've been told. And it tells you basically the history of, of marijuana yeah. in Colorado uh, told by a reporter from the Denver Press, uh, Denver, Denver Post, and, uh, and a friend of Johnny's. Johnny knows this guy. Who's, <laughs> and, the, and he is, the book, uh, the book refers to Rolling Papers and that guy. So Ricardo. a big little, little circle yeah, yeah, of life yeah, here. Kind of, kind of it is a small little family of people who are involved in the marijuana world here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. very, very neat yeah. uh, how people are you know, associate with you because there's farmers, there's growers, the people who sell the fertilizer, it's everything. There's, there's people who there's t-shirt, know. there's t-shirt guys and gals, there's hats, they're selling fake fake nuggets on top of a uh, ski hat. Huh? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So small town. Yeah, small town. So it is a it is a small small town. Mariah Weiss even has a connection. So uh, our executive producer. So it is a small town of people who who are involved in this world of marijuana who have seen it grow and seen it. It's been so well done. It's been safely yeah. done. It's been well done. Uh, we are not, we have not had that many problems with no. it. My thing is, is I wish they would let the people who are incarcerated in the jails right now, who yeah. are in there for marijuana, let them yeah, out. Yeah, let them out. Let them let out. Them out. Uh, I don't know what you or I or any of the state of Colorado can do for these men and women who have been put in jail for something that is now legal, yeah. but when they got in there, it was illegal. Something needs to be done. Yeah. Do you agree? No, I, I definitely agree with that for sure. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's a plant. First of all, and the uh, the whole the whole outlaw I think outlawing of it back in the thirties and thirties, it was a smear campaign between yeah. two corporations. I mean, and then Nixon took it even further. Anyone can go ahead and look it up. You can Google. You can research. You can get your own opinion. Yeah. Read your own research. Get your own opinion. It's a smear campaign. I'm not, you know I don't like to get too much on any soapboxes or far left, far right. I just learned that and I was blown away and it, you know. It, and then Nixon made it a federal I mean, crime no, Nixon in the did, 70s. Yeah, he, he, he endorsed it. Endorsed it, yeah. yeah. It is now becoming full circle and I think it helps that the baby boomers are now in, now in power or the ones who are getting elected. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody who is on top of the electoral, you know, cabinets in the Republican and Democratic parties are baby boomers, um, all of them. I mean, all four of them that are at the top. You know, the others... You know, Rubio is not, but the others are. Right. Cruz and no, and uh, uh, Trump and uh, Bernie, Bernie, Trump. And Bernie, wanna, he, Bernie and Clinton are all are all baby boomers. So they know that marijuana is going to be there. It's going to yeah. be something they need to talk about. Something needs to be said, and something is probably going to be legal. It's a hot topic right uh, now. Yeah, it's a very hot topic, and states are watching. It's creating a lot of money, and it's safe. Mm. It's safe, and it can be grown anywhere. Yeah, it can be grown anywhere. Just yeah. like, just like, just like a. Uh, 
Um, grapes, right? Grapes yeah. can be grown anywhere. Well, not really. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> well, it depends on the climate, oh, really. Okay. The climate and the, and the soil. You would know because of the Italian background. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, uh, there's the vineyards don't like that uh, hard soil. So, <laughs> the, with the success of this one, you've been offered um, by uh, the people there in um, Crisco, the, the Peak Publishing LLC, to write another one. Yes, that's exciting. I am working you on. You are working two. on another one, and you want to tell our listeners and the general public uh, on, you've already done it, you're doing it through social media already, tell them how they can get involved in your next book. You think people out there in the world, whether they're in Turkey or America or Canada or whatever, could be involved in your next book. Please tell our listeners and all your fans how they can do that. Yes, that, that's uh, exactly true. You actually go to the website at uh, readgalize.com and there's a spot you can submit your stories. Now, the stories that I'm looking for from the, from the people out there right now are, for example, I'm looking for um, some medical success stories. I need a chapter on that. I want, to sub- I, want to, I want to get some submissions from people to add and compile into a chapter. I'm looking for uh, trades. If anyone has ever traded cannabis for a commodity, like you traded cannabis for a truck, or you traded <laughs> pot for, uh, I don't know, rent for a week, or you traded pot for a snowboard, I want to know what those trades were. Tell me what you traded. Be anonymous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, okay. anonymous if you have to. <laughs> but make it anonymous. But I want to know what it was you traded for pot. I want to know, I also have a chapter called Colorado Cannabis Confessions. Your funniest, most embarrassing, ridiculous, stupid story, dumb story. I want to hear your funny stories, whatever you got. Uh, submit them as well on the website. And then there's also the uh, last category I'd like to hear would be, um, are there any non-smokers of cannabis or non-consumers of cannabis out there making money in the cannabis industry? I want to hear their story. Let's hear what they're, uh, what they're doing, what they're about. So you're asking them to... To submit, submit a story, a story yes. that they've made money, but they don't, they're non-smokers. Yeah, they don't consume, yeah. they don't consume cannabis. Yeah, because I, 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 sure. that, that, I don't know if it exists yet. I'm sure it does. Oh, sure it does. I haven't heard it yet, but I know it's out there somewhere. I want to see who's out there you know, making money off the cannabis industry yeah. that doesn't partake. It's okay, though. It's fine. And there's people making Red Bull who don't drink it. I know there's bartenders that don't drink this serve this sure. booze. So and there's, there's bar owners that don't drink this serve booze. So it's okay. So those are what you're looking for? for Yeah, that's, uh, there's some, that's an example. There's a big list on the website. Again, weedgalized.com. Weedgalized. Let's see if Rob can say it again. Try it, Weed, Rob. Do it. Weedgalized. Weedgalized. You yeah. got it. <laughs> I think it'd be great for I think it'd be great for Krispy Kreme to get in on this too. <laughs> Weed glazed. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think Sorry. Rob's getting hungry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a name. It's it's hard to say when you first see it, but when you say it and get it, you'll never forget it. So the title of the book will be Weedgalized Two in Colorado. Uh, maybe part du or as well part du part du. How do you say it? In, how do you say it in Italian? Do it. Oh, that's better. Do it. Weagalize do it in Colorado. Weagalize do it. Okay, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, guys, you heard it here now. Weagalize do it. Working title, trademark, Jim Do it. Uh, do it. <laughs> Colorado do it. Um, the, fascinating stuff. You have a great story. This book is so funny. It is so honest and so neat and so put together well. It, it's, a, it's a very easy read. Uh, it's a great vacation book. It's a great gift book. It's a great thing to do. You can get on Amazon.com right now. And I mean right now, you can get the paperback right now for $19.99, 20 bucks rounded up, plus delivery. Um, and then you have to uh, remember on February 19th, everybody, February 19th, starting at 7 p.m. to set to uh, to February 21st at 7 p.m., you can digitally download it for 99 cents to your Kindle right there on Amazon.com. And that ends on the 21st of February, and then it becomes $3.99 again, very, very reasonably priced. Uh, for it. So 
enjoy it, have fun with it. It is, is a very good read. And uh, wow, you know, tell people how they can find you, get in touch with you, all that good stuff. Johnny, I mean, I, Johnny I, Wells. My, my, my information is all on the website. My phone number is there, email, everything. Uh, I, I, I bartend at Greco's Pastoria on in Fris Frisco. In Frisco Main Street in Frisco, Colorado. If you're in town, stop in, say hi. I got plenty of books behind the bar. I can trade stories with you. We can share some cheer, have a drink. You know, we got good food there. Do you have any little pots? Uh, I, I have to get some more of those little pots from Janice. <laughs> yes. You're I, definitely I, hooking I, her up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll get some more of those little pots. They're, they're very funny, and uh, I'll know where to get them as well if I don't have any. Are you ready for Rob's Fast Five questions? Sure, let's All do right. it. All right, so here we go. Um, favorite uh, favorite all-time story that you've heard and you, you know about uh, the legalization of marijuana it, it may, might, may not even made your book. I mean, you might have heard a story recently mm -hmm. that hasn't been in your book or maybe in the, a future book, but what's one of your favorites? <laughs> well, there's... I, Besides I, the nurses, I, that was pretty classic. I, I, got, I got two favorites. Okay, uh, the, first, the first favorite was, uh, in, in the book that I've already written, is uh, a dog named Diesel. <laughs> Diesel got thrown in jail, okay? That's mm -hmm. in, that, yeah, that's in the Native Roots chapter. The dispensary is mm -hmm. called Native Roots, and uh, the, the dog Diesel got thrown in jail because he got pulled over with pot. Uh, not him, but the owner. That's a funny one. Uh, the last, the, the next story was when I went to the Women's Grow, or, uh, the, the, the Cannabis Wedding Expo, the first ever Cannabis Wedding Expo. Wedding. For, wedding. It's for anything, anything to do with cannabis and weddings. You name it. Wow. They had it. it was so classy, so professional. They had seminars in the back. They had a violinist playing. They had ice sculpture. They had the bouquet with the bud. They had the bud tender on premise. The bud tender can roll joints for the guests. That way, if someone doesn't want to get hammered, drunk, at a wedding and black out, forget the wedding, uh -huh. but that never happens. Yeah. Um, they can, they can you know, consume their level of cannabis if they want to, it's okay. You know, if they don't want to, that's fine. It's just like there's booze there, there's pot here, you choose. So at this uh, expo, the, um, there was a gal who uh, was doing a speech, a seminar on like sex toys and the, uh, there's a, uh, it's called Foria, it's a sex lubricant. Oh. It's cannabis infused sex lubricant. Nice. So she goes into, I mean, right off the bat, she's a sex, she's a sex therapist. Get so, high down there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right off the bat, she, everyone sits down. I'm like one of the only guys in the whole seminar. I'm sitting in the front row. And right away, she's like, you take this little can of spray, you spray it here on the vulva, the labia, the vagina, instantly into all the terms. I mean, like, you know, when somebody who's comfortable with the sex talk, sure. like she was, yeah, instantly like that. And then, so it goes from that with the, the sex and the intensity and the increasing orgasms to, um, <laughs> uh, to, to buying the proper... Um, uh, material for a butt plug. <laughs> so she's like, <laughs> be careful using Floria on like the silicon because yeah. it might deteriorate. She goes, but glass works. And everyone like cringe when she said glass. Everyone's like, oh my God, I guess everyone's <laughs> thinking it's going to break off in your ass. So she's, she's like, no, no. She's like, trust me. She's like, uh, they're making the, there's one, there's one that has, it's crystal, but make sure it has a base. <laughs> she says, here's the catchphrase of the whole year. Mm -hmm. Without a base, without a trace. Meaning it's going, it's going to get no. Yeah, I swear to God. That story is so damn funny. I, I haven't, that's going to be in book two. Yeah. Her, 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 her seminar with the, without a base, without a trace. Oh my God. I mean, the whole, the whole seminar was cracking up, but I'm in the front row going, oh my God, here we go. I'm the only guy in here right now. Oh my God. That is, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's the first, good. that's the answer to the first question right there. Um, <laughs> where do you see marijuana going uh, in our, I mean, let's say in the next, until 2020. So let's the next five years, more or less, next five years. Where do you see, what do you see the future of marijuana in Colorado? I, in Colorado? Yeah. 
Um, I see it, it, it becoming more professional and uh, expanding into uh, different areas like the smoke club, for example. Uh, maybe a little more restrictions on packaging for edibles, uh, tighter regulations on that. And I see other states actually expanding as well and uh, going to the legalization vote. I know it's on a lot of ballots right now. It's a hot topic. It's a campaign year. It's a political year. Um, I, I just think it's going to, they, they see the money. They see the amount of money and the amount of problems. And it's just, it's night and day. The only way Philip Morris, who's famous for Marlboro, and the only way Jay, um, uh, Reynolds, um, Reynolds, who is famous for Camel's, uh, cigarettes. The only way they can get involved is this gets legalized all the way across the United States from, from sea to shining sea. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the only way they can get involved. But I have started to see a company making marijuana cigarettes. I mean, they look like cigarettes. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that if Philip Morris and R.J. Reynolds gets involved uh, somehow, some way, uh, we'll see it. I think we'll see it by 2020. I think we'll see it on, you know, just like clove cigarettes. We'll yeah. see it right on the, right on the, you know, right selling with alcohol. Yeah. You, you know, I want a six pack and a Packet of and you joint. Know, hoopsters, hoopsters <laughs> or whatever they're going to call it in a, in a joint yeah. or, you know, like a cigar. Give, you me, know, give like, me that bat just sitting yeah, there. <laughs> give me the whole thing. Um, best nickname for marijuana that you that you like? Uh, I like ganja. Really? Yeah, it's a fun name. Really? Yeah. I think Mary Jane is fun because it's Mary a girl's Jane's name. I, don't, yeah. I never understood, you know. Actually, my, maybe that was the first person on in... in you know, in, in, you know, in San Francisco that sold it, you know, her name was Mary Jane. I don't know how it got that name. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But, uh, but people the, look that up for me. Mary the, Jane. The, the funny but ones you like, are. You like, like ganja. I like ganja. That's, that's very that's Jamaican. That's very Jamaican. But it, it's also, it's funny to hear ganja like, man. like an older person say like grass. Like, hey, are you smoking? Are you smoking that grass? <laughs> Yeah, they call it pot. They call it dope. You're on the dope. You know, they <laughs> you went very New Jersey Catholic. Oh, I kind of did. Yeah, yeah very yeah. New Jersey Jew. Oh, yeah, I know? did. Yep, that's yeah, right. Like, what are you smoking that grass? You're smoking that grass again. That grass gonna make you high, make you stupid and dumb again. Are you hungry? Here, have this. Yeah. Yeah. As they're yeah. as they're yelling at me for smoking pot. Here, are you hungry? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's funny you should say that. <laughs> what's the What's the first company that's gonna make an edible national? What first company? And and I was you know I'm thinking Hershey's, Kraft, Pringles, whatever. Who do you think is going to be first to a, a national edible? National edible. Who's got the balls? You know, I hope it's not one of those big corporations already in place. I hope it's... Like it's not Kraft. No. Yeah. No. no. Not Kraft or like... Uh, I, 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 don't think, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be a smaller, like, uh, like Western... Like, <laughs> even in Mars? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's going to be like, like, like a... Yeah, right? A little, little, yeah, there's a, there's a control on that. Yeah. <laughs> now, who do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be a smaller company coming out of like the Western states, like maybe Colorado, California, Oregon, Washington, maybe Alaska, who knows? A company coming out of there that's going to have a good quality product that's going to take slow grassroots once it does expand into other states. I mean, that's my hope. I kind of think that too. As a bartender, I can say that. What, as a bartender, what's your favorite drink to make? <laughs> Beer. Really? <laughs> no, no. I like making martinis. Like to me? I love making martinis. Love making martinis. I shake the hell out of that thing. I, I put that in your glass. There's a little uh, uh, ice rink on top with the shaved ice inside. Oh, it's so cold and tasty. Perfect. Oh yeah. Which is the, what's the favorite one? Do you have a favorite one? Favorite um, martini? Uh, she likes the gummy bear down there. I, I make a lot of cosmos, a lot of lemon drops. Mm -hmm. I like a dirty martini. Vodka, sure. olive juice, olives. Shake the hell out of it. Get that ice rink on top. Nice and cold. How long have you been a bartender? I lost count. I think it's 23 or 24 years now. Wow. I last, last time I counted, it was 22. Yeah. 
I don't know on account of last. <laughs> well, uh, we are so happy to have you here. It was a great book. Weedgalize it. Weedgalize it in Colorado. The True Tales, uh, The High Country with Johnny by Johnny Welsh. And I say and friends because you have so many friends in there that, uh, that you have so many great people, stories. A lot of great, a lot of great people, people in there. Yeah. And I, I, had a, you, I had a good team. And I thank you so much for being here. It's thank been a you, pleasure. Rob. It's been an okay. honor. Pleasure. You thank bet. you. Of course, I couldn't do the show without my incredible crew and staff. They are outstanding. They keep the show going. They keep me up and going. They keep themselves up and going, and we just do it week in and week out every Wednesday night here at the Press Club. I want to thank Will, my director, producer, and great chief editor. He just does an outstanding job. I hope you like what you listen to. My IT director, he does a lot of editing as well with Will, Matt, and of course, Chantel, who does a lot of our uh, marketing work for us. Mancho from Cameroon, who does all our AV stuff for YouTube. And of course, our wonderful executive producer, Mariah Weiss, who keeps us all tame and, and together as a unit. And uh, we cannot do this without the Denver Press Club either. The Denver Press Club hosts us every week. I'm a proud member and uh, very happy that we are here every Wednesday. And I want to thank the staff. Carmen, the general manager. Bruce Goldberg, the president of the club. And of course, the staff here, Mark and Will. Uh, the best bartenders and cooks around. So if you are in the Denver metro area, come by and see us on Wednesdays. We'd love to see you. Listen, talk, love, and wake up with a purpose every day to do something good. And you just might be right down here with us in downtown Denver at the Denver Press Club as our topic of conversation. Thank you and good night.